Do you ever feel like we are living in a bad movie? Because that's how I have been feeling these days as I see events around the world that are unfolding. Welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am your host, Misty Phillip, and I am here to drop a little bit of encouragement in your spirit to help you to stay grounded and rooted in the truth of God by connecting your prayer life uh, with the scriptures. Today, my guest is Jody Burnt. She's written a book called Praying the Scriptures for Your Life, 31 Days of Abiding in the Presence, Provision, and Power of God. And I don't know about you, my friend, but I know that I could sure use the power of God in my life, and I always need an abundance of His presence and His provision. So as we look to the events that are unfolding in the days in which we live, I want to give you the tools to use the scripture to declare God's word over you. And that's what this book that Jody has written is all about. Jody is a wife and a mom and a speaker. And I am so excited for you to listen to our conversation today. If this conversation resonates with you, would you share it with a friend or better yet, Uh, share it with a friend, then leave us a review wherever you like to leave reviews, wherever you listen to your podcasts. It would be really helpful for us. Um, So thank you for taking time out of your day, not only to listen, but by taking action and um, encouraging us in the work that we're doing. So we want to thank you. And without further ado, I bring you an episode on the power and importance of prayer. Hey, Jody, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. How are you today? Oh, Misty, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. What a joy to be with you. Thank you so much. I am looking forward to this conversation because prayer is such an important part of our life. And one of the things that you you talk about in your book, Praying the Scriptures for Life, 31 Days of Abiding in the Presence and Provision and Power of the Lord. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but I want to start, I was reading through your book yesterday and I started, you start the book with abiding in the presence of the Lord. And I would just love to know how you um, have walked with the Lord and how the scriptures have ministered to you and kind of what prompted you to even to write a book like this. Wow, that's a that's a great kickoff question and lots of layers there. Um, I love it. And I yes, abiding is in the subtitle. I think the publishers were a little bit worried because it's kind of an old fashioned word, you know, but I I really love it because abide just seems so connected. And so um, like it's taken from John 15, where Jesus says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And he goes on and he says, this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, 
showing yourselves to be my disciples. And I read that verse and I thought, bear much fruit. Okay, that sounds um, productive and impactful. That sounds like we all want to be, right? We all want to be fruit bearers and difference makers. And it didn't really line up with abide, which seemed so kind of relaxed and waiting around and, you know, just not doing anything but dwelling. kind of. <laughs> and then, you know, because some of the translations say, if you abide in me, I, I gave you the NIV, which says if you remain, but some translations do say dwell, some say stay connected. And so it seemed at first like sort of this passive activity to me. Okay, abide, remain, dwell. But then when you go on and he's saying, I, I want you to stay connected to me so that you can be a productive and fruit bearing person. I mean, that just sparked my interest to think, Roger, that I want to, I want to get involved in what you're doing, Lord. I want my prayers to matter. I want to have a heart that reflects your heart. And I think that really comes from that remaining in him, abiding in him. And, you know, we get, we get saved. We ask Christ to be Lord of our lives. But then I think daily it's a, um, it's a surrender. It's a yielding He's not letting go of us. He's keeping us attached, but we can choose whether we're turning in his direction or not. And I think the more we spend time in scripture, the more we spend time in prayer, the more we spend time with other Christians who know him and have that fellowship of believers, the more I think our hearts are going to be in unity with his and we'll be able to pray effectively. So long answer. I don't know if you wanted all that on your very yeah, first Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. I love it. I also love the fact that you started the book um, with some old dead people. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I know that sounds horrible, but I realize in my, you know, Christian growth in my own faith journeys, when I pick up a book and read it and it's by somebody who has gone gone before and their work has stood the test of time. And I'm talking about people like Andrew Murray or R.A. Torrey, or even more recently, people like Eugene Peterson or Jennifer Kennedy Dean. These people just have legacies and lives that um, their words are so full of wisdom and they don't have sort of the modern sort of, we need to mince words and make things palatable to every audience. They just tell it straight about, you know, Andrew Murray. He says, you know, prayer is the vehicle that God invented for dispensing his blessing to the world. And I'm like, all righty then, you know, prayer is, we got to get on board and we got to do it because God's not going to do it without us. He wants us to participate in his blessings. So let's pray. So I love those old, old dead authors. You're right. <laughs> I do too. I've got Andrew. I'm absolute surrender over here yes. by oh, Andrew yeah. Murray on my shelf. And uh, yeah, surrender that you mentioned that word. And that is something in the Bible study. I wrote the struggle is real, but so is God. I say surrender, repeat, um, and it's a daily <laughs> practice of surrender, pray, repeat, surrender, pray. Such, you're so right on that. I love that concept. I'm going to have to write that down. Surrender, repeat. What is surrender, so, surrender, pray, and repeat. I love that because so often we think, all right, I've surrendered or all right, I've trusted you, Lord. And then the new thing comes up that we're wrestling with and we've got to do it all over again. And you would love to think that as believers, we could conquer that and just get to the place where once and for all we're surrendered, we're trusting but it's a daily wrestle and that's where our faith comes in. And that's where staying connected to Christ and staying in his word is equipping us to, to do that. Yeah. I love that. Um, so it, on that verse in, in John 15 uh, there, um, from memory, so don't quote me here, but it, it also, I mean, it's for us to abide in him, but that then he cuts off anything that's not fruitful. Um, yes. do you, do you touch on that in the book? Yes, I do. We talk about pruning and the idea that you know, sometimes there are things in our life that um, are flat out sins and they have to go. Um, but sometimes there are things that are hindering us from greater growth 
um, and he might prune that back, not because it's a bad thing. And I mean, an example that comes to mind is something like the time people spend on social media. Social media is not a bad thing, but when we allow it to consume our world and we spend so much time scrolling or let it create feelings of comparison or envy or jealousy or any of that stuff, that's got to be pruned. That's got to go. And for some people that might require a total unplug. You know, for others, they might say, you know what, I'm just going to not do this that often. But in either case, it's maybe God nudging us saying, let's prune that. Let's let you grow more deeply in your relationship with me. You know, and you can think of all sorts of examples like that. And, um, and so pruning, yes, sometimes pruning can be um, the dead stuff, the sin stuff, the stuff from our old life before we believed but sometimes too, it's an ongoing process just so that we can be even more fruitful. And I love, um, somebody said this, probably one of our dead author friends, I can't remember who now, but they said, you know, when you feel the sting of pruning, when you feel like God is pulling something away and it could be a relationship, you know, a toxic relationship, maybe your boyfriend breaks up with you and you're devastated, but in hindsight, you can see that it was not God's best for you. When you feel the sting of that pruning, that's actually a good sign because the sting is what lets you know you're alive. You know, dead things don't feel any sting. So, so you're alive and God has plans for you and he wants you to grow. So um, pruning's not fun, but it produces great things. Yeah. And, and not only plans for us, but good plans for us, exactly. things that he has prepared for, for us from before the foundation of the universe. That Amen. Just always, it just always boggles my mind. Like, uh, but when we can get on board and partner with God, um, it's an amazing journey. And even though we may feel that pruning and it may be painful or difficult, it's all conforming us to his right. image. Well, and I love what you just said about partnering with God and what he's doing. And another favorite author, I'm sure you like too, is Henry Blackaby. And, you know, he says, uh, find out what God is doing and then get involved there. Um, and I love that as sort of a circle around my prayer life because I want to be praying into God's purposes. And I think when we pray the scriptures, that's the title of the book, Pray the Scriptures for Your Life. Um, that's a way of figuring out what it is that God wants, what God is doing, and then getting on board so that our prayers and our desires even, not just our, our requests, but our desires get shaped the more we spend time in scripture so that it lines up with what he already wants to do. You know, he's got, like you said, these good plans and we partner with him when we pray the scriptures and we read the scriptures, you know? Yeah. So what is, tell me a little bit about your prayer life and what that looks like. How did you, you know, come to writing this book about prayer? Well, I grew up in a home with um, Christian parents. And so prayer was part of our growing up experience, but it was really more, um, you know, please help me do well on my spelling test, uh, heal so-and-so, you know, from their cancer, or even if they have a fever, you know, we believed God could do anything, but I would say growing up, I felt like I had Bible reading on one hand and prayer on the other, and they didn't really entwine or mesh. And then about, um, I don't know, 25 or more years ago, I got involved with a group called Moms in Prayer. Um, it, they meet all over the country, all over the world, actually, um, to help moms pray for their kids um, in schools and that kind of thing. And one of their tactics is to pray scripturally. And I thought, wow, this is just a really neat way of marrying the two. And the more I began to do that, and I share the example a lot of my kids, um, not talking very nicely to each other. You know, we, we lived in Atlanta when they were young and it was called ugly talk. And it might be, you know, get your foot out of my face or I want the last piece of cake or you stupid, whatever it was. 
And I mean, I could just pray, Lord, help my kids talk nice, help them have no ugly talk. And that's a fine prayer and God hears that. But I share the example that um, when I saw Ephesians 4, verse 29 in my Bible, where it says, let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it would benefit those who listen. I thought, oh my gosh, what a fabulous prayer prompt, because I'm I'm asking for no ugly talk. Don't let any unwholesome stuff come out. But I'm also layering on the positive, but let them speak words that are helpful and beneficial. And I think scripture is full of things like that, that take a normal prayer, like no ugly talk, and then flesh it out with a beautiful verse that gives us so much more, such a more rich and satisfying prayer. And I love what um, author Mark Batterson, who's not a dead author, by the way, I love that he's still going, going strong and writing well, but he talks about prayer, um, prayer being uh, the Bible not being meant to be read through as much as it is meant to be prayed through. And I think he's exactly right because you can be reading, like I was just reading this morning in Genesis, I think chapter um, nine, uh, no, chapter six, and I'm reading about Noah and it says, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord and Noah walked faithfully with before him and he was blameless. And I read that and I, I thought I could just read it and go, Roger that, well done, Noah. But instead of just reading it, I prayed it and said, Lord, you know, would you help me? Would you help my family to walk faithfully with you? Could you cover us with your favor? Let us be like Noah, finding favor in your eyes. So you see how that works. You read a little something and you think that sounds good. And then you use it to pray and golly, that makes God happy. I think it's a little bit like when we're teaching a child to speak and we say, can you say mama? Can you say dada? Can you say ball? And they learn to speak back to us in the words that we teach them. And we're just so delighted because they're speaking what we're teaching. I think God looks at us, his children and says, yay, you're speaking my words and we're talking together. And I just think he loves that. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So a couple of thoughts. One, when my boys were little, um, I could hear them, you know, causing a stir in the other room and I would go, be kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, <laughs> you know, like a, I'm in the kitchen cooking and like in a sing songy voice, I'm like quoting scripture back to them. <laughs> Perfect. It's getting in there. I love it. I love it. And I think, you know, parents, parents of younger children, especially um, need to feel, realize that that's a great opportunity. Like, uh, you know, I talk about when you're folding the laundry to just pray that your kids will be clothed with compassion and kindness. Or when you're cutting up fruit, ask God to fill them with the fruit of the spirit of love, joy, peace, patience. You know, we have these little prompts all day long. So it doesn't have to be just sitting there, you know, in your special place with your Bible and your journal. And again, I love my special place with my Bible, and my journal, but but I really want to encourage your listeners to just think, make it part of your everyday life, whether you're sing-songing in the kitchen as you hear your kids, you know, in the next room or whether you're cutting up the fruit or folding the laundry or I was on a walk this morning too with my granddaughter and I thought, you know what? I pray she will walk with you, Lord. May she walk in the light as you were in the light, just thinking of walking prayers. So lots of good stuff in there. Yeah. I love that. And I, and I, and I'm glad that you said that because sometimes people make more of prayer. Like I need to be, you know, in this quiet space and this, yes, like, it, like a rote old. sort of right. thing. And, right. and as opposed to a dialogue, like God is with us all the time and we have access to him. And so we can pray whether we're at the kitchen, you know, doing right. dishes, folding laundry, right. just like you right. said. And I love how you're applying scripture to that. Um, because I, I think that is so, so, so powerful. Well, it really is. And I love what you say too, about it not having to be so rote or not having to be complicated. 
Um, Psalm 16, 11 says that God will show us, he will show us the path of life, make known to us the path of life. And it says at his right hand, he'll fill us with joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forever. Um, and your listeners can go look up Psalm 16, 11, because I think I probably butchered that. But the idea is that when we come into his presence, there's fullness of joy. He can show us how to live and there's pleasures forever. Well, what does it take to come into his presence? All it takes is dear God or heavenly father or God help. You know, it's just a quick turning to him and he's right there. We discover he's, he's waiting for us. So yeah, doesn't have to be fancy. That's right. That's right. Um, so, um, I'd love to uh, know a little bit more about the book. So you wrote the book and um, you've, you've got it laid out where the each day, so it's a devotional, um, but it within each day you have different components. So there's like a devotional thought and then something to read and then reflect on and response. Why did you decide to write the book in this way? Great question. And one nobody's asked me before. Um, my other praying the scriptures books, praying the scriptures for your children, your teens, and your adult children are much more story driven, where I interviewed parents to see what they were praying about in their kids' lives. Um, so everybody would know kind of they're not alone. And then wrapped up each chapter with a dozen or so scripture prayer prompts that you could use and put your child's name right in there to pray, whether your child needed character, like wisdom and compassion, whether they needed friends, you know, any of that. And people kept coming up to me at my speaking engagements and other places and just saying, do you have anything for me? And when my publisher approached me about the idea of writing a book about praying for yourself, you know, praying for your own life, I thought, golly, that just sounds kind of like navel gazing and a little too introspective because I think we so often think we should pray for the world, our neighbors, our, our kids, our friends, our unsaved loved ones, you know, pray for the starving people across the world, anything. But praying for myself just seemed... I don't know. But then God really stopped me and he said, no, no, this is what I want. I want you to come to me just like you want your children to come to you. Tell me your needs, your joys, your struggles, and let me help you with them. Let me answer those. That's my job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. So I sat down and kind of thought, all right, what are, you know, 31, because I like the idea of having a different one every day of the month. But of course, people could read the book over the course of the year. There's no bondage to being able to do it one chapter a day, but they're short little chapters. So, you know, there might be one on forgiving people or loving people who are hard to love or using your gifts and talents in a way that will bring satisfaction to your life and glory to God. Or even just, um, I have a chapter on praying uh, about parking places or life's little stuff, because I think so often people think, oh, that's too small of a concern to bother God with. And yet, I think nothing's too small for him or too big for him. So that's kind of how it's divided up. And each chapter has kind of a little, little story and some principles. But then, yes, at the end, there are sections where you can read a few select Bible verses. You can have some questions for reflection. So people could do that on their own or with a friend or a spouse. Um, and then there's some prayers, just like in the other books. There are 10 or 12 uh, scripture prayers at the end of each chapter um, so that you'll be able to know how to pray God's word over that particular area of your life, whether it's dealing with worry and fear, or you and I were talking earlier about needing to age well, you know, as we wrestle with that or processing grief, all of those things. I just thought God wants to enter into every single area of our lives. Um, and of course, I'm sure not every area is covered, but this at least gives us a a taste for what it can look like to bring these needs to God and see how he can help us with them through his word. 
Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you said that because a lot of times you're right. We think like we need to pray for our, you know, pray for the world, our, our family, our neighbors, our church, our leaders. Um, and we don't pray for ourselves, but we do need to pray for ourselves as much because that chapter on aging. Well, I needed that yesterday <laughs> and it, it helped me with take my thoughts that I was feeling and take it to the word of God. And, um, and then to dwell on that because the word says to think on the things that are lovely and true and of good report. And I know in my own mind, I can get a thought and I can spin it around there and it's not even from the Lord. And so to be able to refocus and to pray for myself and whether so that I don't, I don't, um, worry. I'm not anxious. Um, yeah, I think we need all of those things. Yeah. I mean, think about our kids. We want to give them good nutrition, right? And so God wants to do the same for us, nourishing us with his word and helping us to process that. And like you say, reorient, refocus, get the right perspective. Yeah. Well, Jody, this has been great. Jody Burnt, thank you so much for coming on the By His Grace podcast today. I have really enjoyed talking to you. Can't wait, wait to read um, the other days of the devotion, praying the scriptures for your life. 31 days of abiding in the presence, provision, and power of God. I absolutely love it. We will put links to your website and the book and everything in the show notes. Um, thank you so, so much. Lord bless you and Lord bless your listeners. Thank you so much. You know what? I would love to, to close in a prayer. Would you mind? I, um, I would love for you to just pray over our listeners. You know, we've got listeners all over the world from South Africa to Paraguay to, um, uh, France, um, all over the United States. And so I would just love for you to, um, Mm. to say a prayer over, over them, wherever they are. Oh gosh. Yes. I would love to. What an honor. Thank you. Heavenly father. We just come before you right now. And I love knowing the breadth and scope of this audience. Um, just your hand and your eyes are everywhere, God. And Father, I pray for all of us that your word would take root in our lives, that Psalm 1, may we take delight in it, may we meditate on it day and night so that we will bear fruit and prosper because you intend that for us wherever we are in some small little village that maybe hardly rates on a map or some big cosmopolitan city, God, you have assignments for us, fruit for us to bear. We are your masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works. So Father, would you work in us and through us? so that our desires line up with you and that our prayers reflect your perspective. Just make us people of impact and to you be all the glory in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you very much for that sweet prayer. And thanks for sharing um, with us today, Jody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on by his grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there. 